You're listening to a Tiger Hall podcast. For more interviews with many of the world's most inspiring business leaders uploaded daily, download Tiger Hall from the App Store or Google Play. I'm here today to talk about the fact that we don't have a role for you going forward. You must say it as clearly as that. You cannot leave open space. You cannot leave it open for discussion. You must rip the Band-Aid off as fast as you can. We're in the Tiger Hall with Peter Bithos, Asia CEO at Seek, which you may know better as the owner of Job Street and Jobs DB. And we've done another podcast with Peter about how to hire people virtually and all the various challenges that come with this. So we're now flipping this around and we're going to be talking about how to fire someone virtually, which I know you've had the unfortunate task, Peter, of having to do quite a few times. Over the last year, if you've had to let people go, and do it remotely over Zoom. My heart goes out for you. It is one of the hardest things, probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my career. It's awful. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but it's the world we live in, and sometimes it happens. Before I was at my current job, I ran a startup for five years, and we ended up selling the company to uh, Kupang, the e-commerce company in Korea. We had to basically shut it down, clean the balance sheet out before we sold the company to them because they wanted it for Korea, not for Southeast Asia initially. Part of that process meant letting 250 people go across the region. And this was in the middle of lockdown in April of last year. If, if your listeners remember, April of 2020 was not a not a pleasant time. No, no one, no one had a good month. Then. So it is, it's the hardest thing I think a leader will ever have to do. My current chief people officer, Paul, his name's Paul um, at Seek uh, here in Asia, he has a great phrase, which is lead with empathy, give clarity. Mm. And that, I think, is the best advice I've heard framed up. You have to do those two things in that order, and you have to do those two things as fast as you can. The very first thing you do, you must lead with empathy, and you open it up and do not do not spend too much time on it because you've got to get to clarity. And well, you must open up with this is going to be a horrible conversation. And every situation is different. A performance situation is different from a layoff situation, which is different from kind of an early retirement package, whatever, right? So they're all different. So you lead with empathy and you must, you must get people into that mode of listening to you as a person as opposed to you just giving a message. Then, as however you do that... How you, do you do that? <laughs> what do you say? So there's a couple of things. One is just if you're doing it over Zoom, firstly, I do a couple of things. One, you have to make sure your face is well lit. People can see your face and your eyes. Mm. Pausing like this. Mm-hmm. Giving people time to think. And really showing people that where you're talking from is in a really deep place in the heart is very big part of the process. You must also give clarity and get there relatively quickly. You don't want to leave uncertainty or leave them under a sort of Damocles. You must get to the point pretty quickly and give them clarity up front. We're here today or I'm here today to talk about the fact that we don't have a role for you going forward. You must say it as clearly as that. And then have thought through as much as you can, as many pieces of clarity about what happens next. 
so part of the clarity is about the message that you're giving. You cannot leave open space. You cannot leave it open for discussion. You must rip the Band-Aid off as fast as you can. And it's an awful, awful thing to do. But also for the person giving the message, for me, you'll struggle to find words and you'll struggle, you'll bumble. Your mind doesn't want to give that message. When you give that message and you give it clearly and directly and succinctly, your mind goes at ease and you're able to help that person further in the conversation. The last part of the conversation is to focus on what comes next. Now, they won't be listening at that point. They won't be digesting. You will have to follow up and and repeat that again and again or have somebody else follow up, which is important. What happens, you have to help that person follow up afterwards. You just can't. Here's what's going to happen next. Somebody else has to jump in via email, via support, via phone call, via whatever, and help reinforce what happens next because they won't be digesting. So three steps. You have to show empathy up front. You have to connect. It must come from the heart, which isn't hard because these are so hard, so hard. It will come from the heart. Once you find your way of connecting, communicate with clarity, quickly, succinctly, and to the point, and move quickly from there to what happens next. You want to, of course, leave space in between those last two things for a little bit of feedback. But to be honest, people are so overwhelmed, quite honestly, in what I've heard and what I've experienced in those conversations that so many things are going through people's minds. They don't, they don't know. One last thing on performance. No different than in the real world. I've never been a big fan that a performance-driven conversation should be a surprise. Mm. If it is a surprise, you as a leader probably haven't done the right things leading up to it. Yeah. Because sure. everybody has a chance to turn around. Everybody has deserves feedback. Everybody. So the performance-driven ones should never be a surprise. But in this COVID world, not everything is performance-driven, unfortunately. I'm reminded, Peter, of that film with George Clooney. Is it, is it called Up in the Air? <laughs> Up in the Air. Yeah. Yes. I have been – I have felt like George Clooney uh, over this year yeah. at times. So what, I mean, because well, in that film, people often got pretty emotional on, on the other end. You know, if you're letting someone go in real life, you know, you might be able to sort of, I don't know, reach over and just uh-huh. sort of touch their hand. And yeah. it's sort of a much softer thing than doing it through a screen. Do you have any further tips on, on dealing with emotions? Okay, my first of all, if you have to do multiple of them mm. in any given data set, there will always be people who are incredibly angry. And firstly, you have to acknowledge as much as you try, it's not necessarily about you as a leader because sometimes even letting people go is beyond your control. Mm. It's about the company situation or Mm -hmm. it's about funding or it's about broader existential things, right? Not about that you as a leader at that moment in time. So you have to accept the fact that people are going to be emotional. Mm. People are going to be incredibly angry and whether you like it or not, they're going to direct it towards you and you got to take it. That's sorry. You sign up to be a leader. You sign up to be a team. You got to take it, which is super hard and it's hard on you and it's hard on your family and it's hard on your friends because behind the scenes it comes out somehow, but you, it cannot come out then. It cannot. You must take it. The things I relied on is follow-up. 
So I would follow up again and say, I'm here for you. I want to help find a job and whatever I can do to help you in your next step of your career. I lean into that. Some angry people recover and pull through. Some never do. And you can't, it is what it is. Mm. In these sort of situations, we're human beings and all we can do is our best. But you as a leader, A, you have to take it and B, you have to lean in and really help them. Because in these times, it's not easy to get another job. No. So I, I feel incredibly insensitive asking, but I'm mm. going to ask. What's the worst reaction you've gotten that perhaps took you by surprise that you had to then deal with? The worst is when someone comes back to you in whatever way. Verbal phone call is always the worst, right, in a remote world. And then tells you the consequential impact of those actions on their lives, on their families, on their personal financial situation, on their children. Mm. And then they say it's your fault personally. That's the worst. That's the worst. And then because you've been engaged in a live conversation because they've called you or they wanted to talk to you over Zoom again or whatever it is. Obviously, you read it, but I think the phone calls are the worst, right? So when you're in that situation as a leader, that's the worst. So you ask me the worst? Yeah. It's when you get told, do you know what's happening to my children because of this? Do you know what's happening to my family? This is in the middle of a global pandemic. You're doing this to me now? You? That's the worst. Mm. So you had to let 250 people go all at once. Was this a sort of, did you block your calendar for these conversations? How did it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, because it was that particular situation, I've had to do both individual and then blocks, right? So because you can't in those situations, you cannot end up in a situation where people hear about what's coming from other people. You Mm. must not let that happen. That is awful for someone So in those situations, I invert the process. I inverted, and that was the right call, which is everybody up front is going to get the message at the same time, and then everybody's going to get in teams and in one-on-one discussions. Everybody has all three, right? So you go, here's the block message for everyone. I'm going to sit down with the individual teams, team by team, and have a more intimate conversation, and then I'm going to make sure everybody has a one-on-one conversation, and that takes days, But that's the way we did it. And if you're in a situation like that, you've got to downsize a lot. You've got to close a branch. You've got to close an office. You have to do something radical. It is never good for people to hear about what's coming from others. You need to tell them yourself and set the message the best way you can. But then everyone deserves one-on-one communication, everyone. And so then you've you've got to lean in. You've got to do the work. Gosh, it's a very, very big, very depressing job. So for anyone listening, perhaps we'll, we'll wrap up with this. For anyone listening who does sadly have this unfortunate job ahead of them, what's the best advice we can leave them with? And perhaps, I don't know, perhaps sort of thinking like, what do you wish you had known ahead of this process? It's not you personally, mm-hmm. right? You will get lots of personal blowback. It's not you. That's one. Two is... Treat people with dignity, treat people with respect, and most people will understand. What I felt through the process was incredible strength and reinforcement because I had so many people going, Peter, thank you. I understand the situation. I understand you're doing everything you can, but thank you for the way you're handling this. 
that got me through a lot. Mm. As to advice leading up to it, talk to others about the process. Could be your, your HR, could be your peers, could be a team, could be whatever it is. Don't internalize and try and solve everything yourself because every situation is unique and the wisdom of the team or the wisdom of multiple people thinking about the issue in multiple ways can enlighten you. And so sharing the load of the journey is important. You cannot take it all yourself and you will not solve it all by yourself. So prep up front with people. Mm. And that's helpful. Just just one other thing. So the, the it's not you side of things, that's applicable in the case of a layoff. If it's a performance issue and everyone's had a very tough year and been working virtually, is there a sort of added guilt God, I could have done more to help this person. I hate the word performance management because it was first coined as a positive thing, right? As like it was coined to be, we're going to give people a chance. Now everybody knows performance management is what I do. It's a process to manage someone else, right? I, I wish there was another term. First of all, I really do believe, hey, when things aren't going well, you tell someone things aren't going well and say, here's what we're going to try and do to fix And here's what you've got to do. And here's the help we're going to try and get you. And, oh, you might be in the wrong role or whatever it is. So I believe in that process. You must, in COVID times, you must do that process. You have no choice, right? Because if you go right to the end point, you don't know what that person's dealing with, right? Out of that process may come, I've been really depressed, my i've had death in the family i've been dealing my wife or my spouse lost their job and we're under immense financial pressure i've got three kids at home and i'm trying to juggle work remote you have no idea what might pop out and so that's why up front you really gotta just put the work in to help somebody through because you have no idea what may pop out Okay, we'll, we'll leave this one there, but just all the very best to any listeners who have to do this. Yeah, reach out. You're not alone. Many people have had to go through this journey. And the overall wellness message that you get during COVID times, it applies here, which is ask others for help. No, you're not alone. You don't have to do these tasks alone. 